This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Few sectors of the economy are as sensitive to changes in interest rates as property. Australian real estate investment trusts have, for most of 2022, struggled to make headway as bond yields rise. REITs as an asset class is highly leveraged compared to many other sectors, and so rising interest rates impact returns. To help us navigate the outlook for REITs is Julia Forrest, Portfolio Manager with Pendle's Australian Equities team. Julia, welcome to The Point. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you for having me. I've just given my very basic explanation on what interest rates mean for REITs, but can you explain why raising interest rates matter to property? What you say is absolutely correct, and they do carry quite a lot of leverage. And the reason for that is, I guess, the asset class is backed by physical assets that have long-term cash flows, so long-term leases. So, in terms of a, a risk sense, you know, they're, they're a really good credit risk insofar as you've got long-term cash flow and you also have asset backing. So, they are very sensitive to interest rate rises, and this year we have seen the bond rate almost double. So it started the year at about 1.6 and it's sitting at around 3.5% at the moment. And as a result, unfortunately, the sector has underperformed. It's down around 20% for year to date. So the REIT sector has been extremely sensitive to interest rates. Okay. Are some parts of the REIT sector more sensitive to rates than others? Obviously, the housing sector is very sensitive to interest rates. So the expectation that the residential sector will come under some pressure, maybe not so much initially from a pricing perspective, but from a volume perspective. I guess to, to date, we have seen a couple of the home builders not listed, but the unlisted home builders get into some trouble. And this is what happens when you have, you know, fixed contracts to, to build homes. And unfortunately, the costs of doing so start to rise. Your margins get under pressure. So the housing sector is the most sensitive to rising interest rates. And we have seen that in the residential stocks here today. So they have actually been the worst performers. The best performers have been stocks like the convenience-based retail stocks. So they have, you know, supermarkets as the the major tenants there. Everybody's still got to eat and, you know, the supermarkets themselves, I mean, I guess they're an oligopoly, so they have a bit more pricing power and they can pass through the the increase in costs, you know, probably better than most tenants. $10 lettuce, Julia. I did see that yesterday. Apparently it was at Harris Farm in Orange. So, yes. Is that right? There you go. There you go. So, what if I'm an investor looking to invest in property? As you say, they're a very safe investment. What should I be looking out for? Am I looking for rents that are inflation linked? How should I think about it? Ideally, rents that are inflation linked. So, the best stocks there. Centre Group has, I guess, in terms of their tenants, you know, the most leases with the CPI links. So, they should perform very well. I guess you're looking for stocks that have long debt in terms of, you know, that they've locked in their debt for long periods of time and also have higher hedging. So you want to be less exposed to REITs that have short duration hedges, short duration debt, and maybe very high leverage. This is just a rate cycle, albeit a fairly severe one, particularly given what the Reserve Bank has done in the last two board meetings. But What are REIT managers feeling, you know, what's the sense you get from them? Well, I mean, the GFC wasn't that long ago. So, the REIT sector, if you look at the way it's levered, so it's, it's, its leverage is lower than it was in the last cycle and it's diversified its sources of debt. So, last cycle, it was very reliant on bank lending and, you know, 
all the banks wanted their money back when things got pretty tough. So, you know, the REIT sector has done the right thing in terms of diversifying its debt sources, extending the debt duration. It's probably been a little bit slow in locking in its hedging, so its interest rate hedging. So that's probably an area where you will see some headwinds as interest rates rise, as the cash rate rises. Some interest costs will be rising for some of the REITs that haven't locked in longer-term hedging. So we will see that as a bit of an earnings headwind. Okay. So broadly, the outlook for REITs? Well, I mean, capital markets are fairly effective. So the REIT sector is already pricing in a substantial amount of asset price in terms of asset falls. So the REIT sector is already pricing in 70 basis points of cap rate outshift. So you're going to have to explain that one to me. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the REIT sector has priced in assets falling probably 15 to 18%. So it has been fairly efficient in terms of predicting where interest rates and bond rates would go and what the likely impact would be on asset values. So we're already seeing that reflected in pricing at the moment. So the sector does look like you know reasonable value factoring in you know where we think interest rates will go. We're not expecting any severe stress in the sector unlike in the GFC and for the reasons that I highlighted before lower gearing, longer duration debt and diversified debt sources. So the, I mean the sector is reasonably well positioned it's offering a reasonable dividend yield sort of 5 to 6% for the yield for the stocks that we like and there is actually still some earnings growth coming through for some of the larger mall landlords given what we've seen happen in the last 2 years and the concessions that they've made to tenants for rents during COVID, we will see some rents coming back, but it will to some extent be moderated by rising cash rates and what it does to debt costs going forward. But the sector is reasonably well positioned. Uh, and I think, you know, management still have the GFC in their corporate memories and have positioned their portfolios accordingly. Julia, thank you for talking to The Point. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. That was Julia Forrest, Portfolio Manager with Pendle's Australian Equities team. You've been listening to The Point Podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer.